Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for week 18, the very final Sunday Slate DFS episode with Fields of Fantasy of the season. How have you found the season, Dowie? And, uh, you know, you're going to be sad that uh, there's going to be no more Sunday slates until next September. I am, but we will have our playoff uh, competitions, won't we? So that we, will. We will. So yeah. at least we'll have it's, something for another month to be able to. Yeah, uh, it's not as fun, though. I do prefer these big slates. So I think it makes a lot... the competition more fair, doesn't it? Well, it gives more options. And then yeah. also... Um, I think because everybody's playing on the same day with the Sunday slates rather than the playoffs are spread over three days, you don't get any of those like moments where you've picked a couple of people on like the Sunday and they're all out and then you're a bit screwed over because the actual talent you would have taken instead were all have already played because there's nobody else to play. So yeah, but, but no, as a year, you know what? I think I'm up slightly. It's been a free year of uh, DFS in a way. That's it. If, if you, you could, if you can, you know, get to the end of the year, your nose is clean. That's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? But we're still going to be a few more weeks to go into the uh, get profit. some more cash money. Yeah, well, I, I think my year was all right. I, I just, I think, well, what I won two weeks out of the, out of the, our league, DFS fields of fantasy. On DraftKings, make sure you get involved for your final week. So I won two weeks um, over the year in our league, and that's pretty much made sure I was in profit this season. So I'm quite happy with it, to be fair. But you know, um, it's been quite a lot of the same winners actually. Um, but this week, I don't think he's won before, and I haven't seen him that many times in the league. But well done to Gresham Boy, 171 points, which are full 13 ahead of second and almost 35 ahead of third. So a low scoring week last week, but Gresham boy, he managed to find the assets to uh, get that big score, which is taking him in the big W and make sure if you want to get a big W and get your team involved in our fields of fantasy DFS contest, link is in the description for the DraftKings league and get yourself that cash money, get that, you know, new year popping and, uh, don't get that January blues, have that cash money. Yeah, Should we crack, crack up? Uh, holiday orders, uh, deposits on all through January in the sales. That's it, yeah. The best time to have some money is January. Yeah. Right, let's crack on then. As always, we go through all the positions and we start off with quarterback, giving our picks that we like for the Sunday slate. Dowie, where are you looking at quarterback this week? Right, just before we go into the positions, I've mm-hmm. got my little strategy this week. Yeah. So the playoff picture: Jags, Colts, Texans, and the Steelers, the teams who can make the playoffs. Yeah. In the NFC, you got Bucks, Packers, Seahawks, Saints, Vikings, and Falcons. So all my picks are going to be kind of targeting them games because they're games what I've got stuff to play for. So my quarterback, I'm going to start with Jordan Love, six thousand six hundred, must win game, and I think he's a quarterback who's. He's going a bit unnoticed, don't you think? Look, he's had a really good season. He's a uh, proof of 3,843 yards and 30 touchdowns, which is really good. 
you think if he should have a 200-yard game this weekend. That puts him in the 4,000 yards. So he's averaging 19.8 DFS points. That's it. And he's still in that mid-tier bracket, isn't he, as well? Yeah, 6,600. Has... He has gone up, I remember. I think we picked him roughly, you know, quite early on, and he was about 5,000. Yeah, start of the area is 5,000, quickly went up to five and a half. And then um, he slowly creeped up, hasn't he, towards the uh, around that six and a half mark. But there's always a bit of spice in there between Green Bay and the uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, you think so. And actually, both of them have been involved in some higher scoring games in this uh, latter run of the season. You know, as well. now he's putting up the points, isn't he? So. It, Jordan Love's going to have to put the points up to win the game. I, I think it could be a very high scoring game. So, yeah, that's and, where I'm going. Yeah, I, I, I quite like that pick. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's probably who I'd want to go for. But if I was going to pivot away from him, like you, I'm looking at this week and I'm not, you've got to be really wary of who you're uh, using this week. If you're in some, looking at some teams that have already got their playoff you know, spot sorted and their seeding sorted. You want to try and avoid them, but you want to get those teams where you know there's going to be some playoff contention. And one of those is the Seahawks. I'm going with Geno Smith. Um, he's actually performed quite all right the last three. Well, the last three weeks he's been fit, that is. Uh, he got 33 against Dallas. And the last two weeks he got 17.2, 17.9. And I think that can improve, especially against the Arizona Cardinals, who are particularly bad against uh, quarterbacks. I also think the Cardinals have been an improvement themselves since Murray's come back. They've been a lot better on the offense. And actually, he's managed to get the assets like um, McBride and even Dorch over the last couple of weeks um, firing as well. So I think that could actually be quite a high-scoring game as well because Arizona just they've got nothing to play for apart from pride. Sometimes pride is exactly what you need to play for after a terrible season. And I think they've been playing with pride over the last few weeks. Had some shot results, and you know, I think they could continue doing it and make it a really good game against Seahawks. And Gino might have to keep firing into those assets like Metcalf, etc. And I think it's an it could be a a good little pivot away from love. You're only spending, you know, five hundred thousand less. You know, I like some other QBs, Baker Mayfield again. Yeah. Um, but who would it? it I, I, it's one of those things with. You know, fantasy relevancy and real life relevancy doesn't always come into, you know, they don't always marry up. I would have never have gone, you know, after the Panthers season that their number one opposition rank against quarterbacks. Yeah. I read that. And I was like, Baker Mayfield, if he's fit this week, is the guy that I probably would like to target. It's also um, like you do look at it. It's like sometimes you got to think, do I pivot away from the obvious choice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, to, I like yeah. Gino to be honest. He's someone who was in more consideration as well. Uh, he's had he's had some good parts of the season. He's had he had a few dodgy games, didn't he? But he he's the type of person that has the capability against the right opposition to hit you those twenty five to thirty points. And for six thousand one hundred, I think it's a good little a good little uh, a buy into the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, Apart from that, you know, there's plenty of those cheap options you can have a little gamble on, um, you know, like Browning, etc., who's probably playing, uh, you know, weak opposition. Even 
um, Mullins maybe or somebody. It's, just, it's really hard to predict, isn't it? What's going to happen in some of these nothing games? Well, once you get to week eighteen, it is a lot harder to predict. So, they, as you say, it's just safer going for players that actually have something to play for. Mm-hmm. Right, if we move on to running back, then where are you going? So, I like uh, Rashid White, seven thousand six hundred. Playing against the Panthers, I think they're about the twenty eighth worst against the run. They've got nothing to play for. I think they'll be giving a lot of, you know, these practice squad players games, stuff like that. We know he can put up them big weeks. So if you're going to spend money on a high-end running back, he's the one I like. My low end, this one's a bit of a gamble just because I don't know if Kenneth Walker's going to play. So I would go Charbonnet at 5,000. Walker got injured uh, last game, his shoulder, um, so he's doubtful. Arizona have allowed the most points by the run in DFS. It's a must-win game for them. We know the Seahawks are really good at running the ball, even if they're throwing it. So um, I really like Charbonne at 5,000. The volume will be there if uh, Walker's out. Yeah, I love Rashad White until this week. Mm. Uh, in fantasy, I reckon in almost all of my championship teams, I had Rashad White in it but in the championship game last week he only got 9.6 points and yeah I didn't have a good championship weekend put it that way in fantasy but I think you know if, if you ignore last week six you know week 16 through to all the way back to week seven he's been one of the most consistent people uh within football in terms of fantasy and I think you know, I really wanted him to be my hero of the season. He let me down last week, but apart from that, he's been Mr. Consistent. 19, 20, 25 to 25 points for the last four or five weeks before that. He's just a no-brainer. And you know that they're going to go all out to try and get the, make sure they get in the playoffs, aren't they? So, and they're playing Carolina a bit crap yeah. against uh, 28 running backs. Worst against the run. Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, Charbonnet, I agree with as well. If if Walker's not playing, then they're, they're going to give Charbonnet. And they're going to they're give him the opportunity to fly, aren't they? So they can decide what they want to do going into next season, I think. Cool. So my running backs then. Um, you know, outside of White, I found it quite difficult to pick running backs. I mean, it's quite a difficult week to read. But one person I do like, again, I'm going to go on this Arizona Cardinals um Rant, but I, since Murray and Connor have been backfiring, they've looked better than they have previous throughout the rest of the season. Connor himself has had 25, 17, 22, 29 points over the last four games weeks that he's played. He didn't play in 14 because that was a bye week. But for the price of 6,000, that's a hell of a good return. And I feel like he's gone unnoticed over the last few weeks. Um, are not really mentioned or picked enough within our fantasy league. And against the Seahawks, who are 30th opposition rank, it just seems a no-brainer, especially when the Seahawks are going to want to play as well. I think it could be a very, very high-scoring game, as I've said before. I think it could be one of the highest on the slate. Um, I really like Connor there. And it, that, that game is one I'm definitely looking to target. Uh, who else do I like? As I said, I am struggling, but... I do like Aaron Jones, to be fair. 
you know, again, we're looking at the Green Bay game as a team that's involved in the playoffs. Chicago have been scoring a lot lately. And, you know, last two weeks, the uh, Aaron Jones has had a very good uptick on his uh, rushing attempts, pretty much almost double. Um, and he, his yards gone up because of it. Um, and that's what's got him towards that 17 points. He hasn't actually got a touchdown uh, in either of those two games. So all he needs to actually get is to keep that volume and add a touchdown. And you're looking at 25 points. And I think for 6,300, uh, I think it's a, a a good little gamble. I mean, and I just look, at, you know, across the rest of the board, you, you could easily pay up for uh, Williams, couldn't you, at 8,000, just because it's him. And, you know, the Rams absolutely love him. But do I really want to play him? Against Sam Fran, probably not. But I'd rather go a little bit cheaper, I think, next week if I'm not going Rashad White. Yeah, I really like James Conner. Look, I used to think James Conner was good, but he's actually very good, isn't he? Look, that last game, he was fantastic. And, uh, he is, yeah. He's one of them players who gets slept on. Aaron Jones is another one. I'm not, I kind of haven't gone Jones because i got Jordan Love and I'm hoping he's just going to be throwing that ball for hundreds of yards and... Uh, I know it gets a bit of pass catching, but I want them long hundred yarders. You never know; he could get involved. He, he, he sometimes gets you know that four, five, six targets in the yeah. passing game as well, doesn't he? But you know, if the passing game does go off, it might open up some opportunities for to get some chunk plays on the ground because Chicago are trying to cover the game in the air. I think it was high scoring. There's points to be had by everybody. Yeah, I think I think Jones is always a good fantasy target because of the pass catching. So, should we move on to the wide receivers? Yeah, wide receivers. Then um, I've picked CD Lamb just because I think he's Mister Consistent. If I want to spend a lot of money on a position this this week, I'm probably going to spend it on a wide receiver rather than a running back and a quarterback, and probably CD Lamb. Um, if they still still have stuff to play for, they need to win their game and hopefully lose because if that happens, aren't they seed one? Um, not seed one, seed two, sorry. So they're playing for seed two, which gives them the opportunity to have some advantage throughout the playoffs because they know they're then not going to get an away game, which they're not good at, by the way. Their away record across the season has been awful, but the home record's insane. So I think they really need to make sure they win this game to try and get the opportunity to get the second seed because if you get the second seed you know you're guaranteed home matches until the championship game um, and you know potentially you've got the championship game at home if San Fran lose before they get there which is probably not going to happen but I just think he's, he's Mr Reliable he's against Washington who have been absolutely atrocious against wide receivers um, and it, compared to the other people on the slate St. Brown, you know, he gets roughly th- three points per game, more than St. Brown, and it's only 700. Well, that's it. They probably won't, will they? Will they? I don't know. So it's one of those where they might even... They've got a lot of, you know, wide receivers at Detroit, haven't they? Which they might just use all game. Yeah, they can get that first half lead. You probably won't see him in the second half, will you? Quite possibly. But I do think the Cowboys have got to go for it because they know that they probably know they're not very good away. So they've got to try and make sure they get that home tie. Um, I do like some other wide receivers, though. Uh, Rashi Rice, 
Um, if he's fit, but I, I know that it's he, he probably won't be if he's got a hand pro, hammy problems. So they're probably going to rest him, aren't they? So actually, I would probably avoid him. Um, but if he was fit, he'd be definitely somebody I'd play. So I'm going down this Arizona Cardinals theme again. Um, just a guy that I think is particularly liked by um, Kyler Murray. He's targeted by him. Um, he got seven targets last week, caught all seven, uh, and got 15 points. Just needed a touchdown again to do a better score. But, you know, you're in that 4,600 range. You're looking for people to gamble on. Uh, to be the differentials in your lineups compared to other lineups. And I think Dortch is a player I just like to target because I know that Murray can um, be prone to target him. He did last season. He has at times since he's come back this season. So it could easily happen again. Uh, I think they're my, that's probably my cheap cheap little gamble I like it this year, yeah, this week. I think um, there's a proof in the pudding with Dortch and Murray. Um, it, when you're spending such a low money, he's a gamble, isn't it? You know, like yeah. he's either going to get you 15 points, he's getting you no points. I quite like him in that position. Um, CD Lamb is a no-brainer. Washington secondary is awful. I also think actually, if you wanted to save a bit of money, even though Lamb would be my first choice, Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks wouldn't be a bad show either. No, I quite like that. I mean, he's, he has some good games recently, hasn't he? Cooks, I could just remember him yeah. catching a bit more, but yeah, I think against Washington, like Lamb's going to be the guy, but. Cooks isn't a bad lower. I say he'd probably be in the five thousand range. I'd guess he's five thousand two hundred. Yeah. So, so again, you know, if he can creep towards seventeen twenty points or five thousand two hundred, which is more than capable, um, then yeah, I, I I don't hate it at all. So for my high end pick, Mike Evans seven thousand four hundred, a man who was slept on at the start of the season. I was a big fan. I think you was the only one who actually backed me up on this one. Who me? It was either you or Laz. One of the it, it was it, it was not me. I can tell you for no, a fact wasn't. I did not back you up on Mike Evans. Okay, so I I had probably the most shares in Mike Evans and I was getting him like four fifth round. This season he has gone for one thousand two hundred and twenty three yards and thirteen touchdowns. That's elite. People said sleep on him. So it's a must win game. He's just proved week in, week out, you know, he's gonna get seventy yards, touchdowns easy. I think in a game they must win. This is the week. I think he's the wide receiver at the high end who's got the most to play for. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? So um, I think the, the, Mike Evans is the guy this week. Yeah. The yeah. time's now for Mike Evans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if I'm going to go in that lower end, we all know it's a gamble. But you're Greg Dortch. You say him, but you're not confident, are you? Mine would be JSN. 4,800. Now, he was meant to be the elite talent, wasn't he, coming into the season? First half of the season, very quiet. I think this second half, we've seen more of him. And apart from last week, he was average, He was getting 12 points or more per game. So at 4,800 in a game which is needed to win, I think it's a good gamble. And it is a gamble. So, But that's where I'm going to say if it's JSN. I think if you decide to go Gino and you want to try and pivot away from the obvious DK, you could go, for instance, you could, if you think you could go Gino and you wanted to spend big on big on Lamb rather than DK and then pair Gino with J, uh, Smith, JSN, yeah. then uh, it might be a way to try and pivot away from DK. Because I think if a lot of people that are going to get Gino 
are naturally going to want to do the stack with the DK. I mean, you could also do it with Lockit, but Lockit's um, a lot more expensive, isn't he? Than I can find his price five thousand six hundred, so not not hugely more expensive. But... but like I say, this second half of the season, we've seen more of JSN, haven't we? It's about the same, I think. It's about the same. Um, week 15 and 16 actually saw an uptick on Lockett, but last week I just think this, yeah, the Seahawks were not particularly good in the air, were they? Well, I think they were, weren't they? It, was just, it must have been all through DK because all their tight ends, which quite often happens, actually. They played Steelers with a decent defence last week as well, didn't they? Yeah, true. True. Cool. That's wide receivers then. Let's move on to Dowie's favourite position because he does love a tight end. Uh, who are you picking there this week? Munt <laughs> from the Vikings, three thousand. Even heard some, of it. I was going to say some people will be listening to me going, "What did you just call Johnny B?" Munt is it Munt or Munt? I've got no idea, mate. So in the last game, he had seven targets and one touchdown. At three thousand, why not? Vikings love to throw to the tight end. He's took over the Hawkinson role. Yeah. They're playing the Lions, who I believe might even put out backups in the defence. And I think at 3,000, that's the gamble I'm taking. I, I, mean, I don't hate it. You know, he got 13 points last week, didn't he? That's what I mean. At 3,000... And Vikings can still actually make the playoffs. I think their percentage is low, but with a win, it, they can make it. Interesting. Very interesting. And if you're um, the Lions, firstly, do you risk a lot of your good players in that game when you're already through? You've won the division. Don't you think he looks like the most average bloke? Have you got him up on Google? No, I've got his picture up on his uh, profile on DraftKings. He looks like the most average bloke. He looks like you're going into a tile shop or something. He's he's behind the desk serving you the tiles or something. I can't wait till later. The listeners don't get this, but you'll be Googling him. I'll be getting random facts about him. Oh, you will? Right, so that's Johnny Mudd. I I, I don't hate that, actually. Um, I think that... I swear this season that the tight ends are more expensive in well, general. The, this The last... They wasn't until the last five weeks. And then, like, you get McBride and that, a high-end wide receiver prices. Like the first page of the board, you're still in the 4,500. Of what? I looked at it. Like, and... how, how many are winning the 3,000 to 400 range these days? Not a huge amount. And are they? I think they've upped the prices compared to last season because apart from your Kelsey's. I don't think anyone else was anywhere near him before. But it's... I think Kelsey, Kittle and Andrews weren't it. You always always in free and then the rest yeah. of them were near. I mean, you've got the likes of McBride, Laporta, even Njoku's gone up to 6,400 now because of the matchup. Crazy. But I'm not going to go and get an expensive either. Cause, yeah, me too. Because I, I, it's not somewhere I like spending a load of money, to be honest. When you could spend 6,300 on DK Metcalf, why would I then spend... Six thousand. Well, maybe you would spend six thousand on a McBride rather than a DK Metcalf. Actually, who knows? But I am going to put my money on Juwan Johnson. Um, they got something to play for now against Atlanta, haven't they? Because if the Bucks lose, um, 
Can either of, can both of these teams make? The uh, I think the Saints can win the division if the Bucks lose. I think if the Bucks lose, whoever wins this potentially. Whoever wins this could win it, but it's, they're still both can get playoffs in a way, can't they? So well, yeah. So again, I think we're in another playoff game. And actually, if you look over the last three weeks, it's gone from eleven to fourteen to twenty-three. His targets have been going up. He's had a touchdown in all three. Um, is he now a reliable target for the Saints? Maybe. Um, and again, he's playing a decent opposition, twenty-fourth position rank of the, the Falcons, so not particularly great against uh, tight ends. Um, and I know some people might you know, gamble on Taysom, but I like John Johnson. I, th- I think he's probably underperformed across the, a lot of the season compared to what he was at last season. But I, I, I think they've both got to play again for, for a playoff spot this week. And they're going to go all hell for leather. And again, I want to try and target somebody there and I want to try and target cheap. So that's probably what I've gone for it. I like it. Um, I actually think with tight ends prices, he's actually very low for what he's been doing. Well, that's it. You're, you know, you, you you get some people who have a couple of good, decent weeks on the trot, and then their price just shoots up dramatically. I mean, you look at Joku. He was four thousand one hundred, and he's he's gone up to six thousand four hundred. I know he's had three three scores over twenty. So another one you want, might want to look at is. And Joku, but I reckon that he's questionable. Are they going to risk him now? He's in. They're in the playoffs. They're not going to. Are they going to give him the weekend off? Nah, he's I got. He's, he's got. At 3, exactly. Let's avoid the expensive then. We're we're aiming for those uh, cheaper. We're, we're just like the sales. We just call us January because we're getting you the sales. Yeah, January sales in the tight ends, right? DSTs then. Are there any DSTs you like this week? You know what? There's not, but. I am going to take a big gamble. I'm going to go with the Broncos, 2,800. Not a lot of money to spend, is it? No. The Raiders, apart from the Chargers game, we struggle to put up points. So, I think a low-scoring game between both. Now, you might say both got nothing to play for. They're going to try stuff, you know what, they haven't done all season. But mm-hmm. that can cause interceptions, picks, sixes, yeah. stuff like that. So I just think at two thousand eight hundred, if they score you nothing, you've lost nothing, have you? Well, I agree. You, you often get these nothing games, and it's it's quite often where you see the uh, defensive scores, don't you? Yeah. So it's it's they're, like, just, they're not taking it seriously enough, so they're trying things they wouldn't normally try in a yeah. standard game situation. It's almost like a practice game, isn't it? So they're trying things they haven't tried before. So. So that's actually the position I've gone for out of all this, which is not in a playoff contention game. Maybe it's the one you would do, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that myself, but now I have, actually. It's not a terrible theory, is it, really? And I may have to rob it. Um, one team who I fancy targeting uh, is potentially the Titans against the Jags. And I know the Jags still have to play this... Uh, play for some playoff action. But um, Lawrence, I know, is scheduled to have a little bit of a limited practice um, today, which is Wednesday recording this. He would have potentially uh, practiced by the time this goes out on a Thursday. But one to watch, because if he's not playing, maybe you are going to want to target this Jags offense, because I don't think they're particularly great, are they, at the moment? 
without um, you know Etienne's probably their one shining diamond within that team. I don't think anyone else is being particularly uh, brilliant apart well away from that. And actually, when you look at the teams that concede a lot of points against DSTs, the Jags is one of them, and the Titans is definitely a defense that can have good games. They've got a seven point three average. And um, I mean, it was, you, saw, you saw what they did to Carolina last week. Um, it was a it was a dud, wasn't it, for Carolina? A blank, eighteen points for the actual DST. Just seems like one I really do fancy matching up, especially if T Law doesn't make it to Sunday. Yeah, I like it, um, especially if T Law doesn't play. And I will just give you a little bit of breaking news has come from my phone. Ooh. Joe Flacco will not be playing Sunday. Jeff Driscoll will. Oh, so will Bengals at three thousand be worth a shout? Maybe because they, the Browns have looked a completely different offense, haven't they? With Flacco through, before that, they were awful. They are, yeah. Bengals might be a good, good, yeah. And the Beng, do the Bengals still have anything to play for? No, Bengals can't make it. Are they out now. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not then. Maybe a Bengals are someone you could. Yeah, I don't hate it, mate. I don't it's hate it. Come from my phone, and I just. I don't hate it, but you know, it's the type of type of situation where you're in a note, in a note, well, in a game where there's nothing to play for, and you know they've whacked out a. What is what was that? The third string QB, fourth string QB. Yeah, I ain't got a clue for like for the PJ Browns. Walker backing him up, so I don't even really know. PJ Walker, and who who, who are they starting? Not. Dorian Thompson Robinson, whatever his name is, who they've char- who they starting? Uh, Jeff, they've got Jeff Driscoll starting, PJ Walker there, Joe Flacco's on the sideline, and uh, yes. Thompson. I don't know where he is. Dorian Thompson, what's happened to him? They've gone through quarterbacks like no tomorrow, haven't they? This season, but yeah, I, I don't hate it because yeah, I, I quite like the idea of that actually. There are, so I, I think there is some opportunity within the DSTs this week. I think this is what you need to take from it is there's opportunity within the DSTs to not spend that as much money as you probably need to. Um, there are going to be some teams within the cheaper range, which you might want to target because they're in games that have nothing to play for. But there's also some others that uh, are playing some second string QBs or third or fourth or fifth or whatever it is at the Browns. So do you really need to spend the money that you need to this week? I don't think so. But yeah, and um Snowed under positions, Johnny B. Let's talk to the main thing. How confident do you feel with Buffalo and Miami? I th- I am confident that we would have made the playoffs before we even play. That's that's what I think will happen. I think the game uh, against the Dolphins will be deciding who is playing at home in the wild card round against the other. Interesting. Potentially, although the Dolphins probably might not have that seat, but because if one of the Jags or the Steelers win, only one of them will be seventh seed if we lose, which means we'll play in a second seed, which is the Dolphins. Yeah, it, it's it, interesting. It, it, if, the, if the Bills win, we're second seed. It's crazy. It's interesting. I, I fancy. I think, I, I, I think we play. I think we'll make the playoffs. I fancy the Bills to win. I'm still under that. Dolphins struggle against a decent defence. Oh, they do. They didn't against the Cowboys, did they? They didn't look great, though. Come on. 
No, they didn't. I put it again. It's that it was the Cowboys, the Cowboys playing at the moment. Either. And then that NFC is a lot weaker. I don't know how good the Cowboys would have been in the AFC. Well, that's true, isn't it? They've got have some decent opposition, so, got some um, rubbish opposition to play yeah. against. I'm still under the illusion the Dolphins are not good against. I I think the Dolphins' offense against an average the Dolphins' offense against an average team is elite. Yeah, but then if they play someone like the Ravens, they get eaten alive. Yeah, so, yeah, that's why I'm... Well, excellent. Well, hopefully, we'll also... Uh, you'll also wake up tomorrow to this episode, and uh, one thing that's not NFL-related, you'll also have uh, Littler winning the PDC World Championship, so that'd be good, wouldn't it? That will be good. And If, if not, then um, me and Dowie both get into hiding crime for the next month, because... That's all we want to hear tonight, really. But yeah, yeah we'll be back. We'll, we'll, with the yeah, playoff action. We will be. But thanks very much for all your support listening over the Sunday slate season. As we said, we're going to be back next week for some playoff action. But before then, get yourself involved for the last Sunday slate of the season. $5 buy-in, top three payout. Get yourself that cash money for those January sales. See you next week. Ta-da. Peace.